Welcome to Gravity, the podcast about pulling clients into your real estate business. If you're a real estate agent trying to grow your business, this is the podcast for you. So sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Gravity, the podcast on real estate marketing and drawing clients into your real estate business. And uh, today we're excited to have Brett Yates with us. Um, we're going to do a show a little bit differently today. Normally, uh, we pepper our guests with questions about uh, their business and their marketing, and um, we try to find little nuggets of value to bring back uh, to the audience. Um, today, we have a, a unique guest. Brett is actually um, going to be joining uh, my firm at Housekick, and so we are going to talk a little bit today about, uh, well, I guess we just dubbed this Building Brett. And uh, Brett is, uh, as he's joining us, we're going to take his brand from where he's at now and work on building up his brand to um, even greater heights. And so we're excited about this podcast today because it's going to be a little bit different. We're really going to try to hit home and bring some extra value to, um, to our audience. So we're excited about that. Um, we're going to start with some of the basics. So Brett... Um, if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about your story. Uh, if you want to start from scratch, like how long have you uh, been in real estate? A little over four and a half years. So you got your license four years ago or four and a half years mm -hmm. ago. And uh, how did it go? Did you get your license and then just start showing people houses? What What was day so, one like for Brett? Yeah, so I was in the service industry for probably 18 years, off and on, all through college. All after college, knew I needed to make a change. My fellow servers got was getting her license, started a new construction. And mm -hmm. I was already considering it and I started classes. She got me in. So I started new construction, finished my license, um, started working there, went to training. Did that a few months, realized I'd rather be in general brokerage and then went to Keller Williams. And now I work with, uh, now Guru Realty, working with a lot of investors. But Okay, cool. So you jumped right into um, new construction. I hear that a lot. I think a few of the guests that we've had on yeah. the show, as a matter of fact, um, found that as also their starting point. Um, and of course, all of them have since moved on. So tell me a little bit about what drew you into that originally, and then what triggered the you know the idea like, hey, this isn't really going to be for me long term. <laughs> it was kind of mutual triggering triggering uh, me and the company. But like, uh, I mean, things were going well. It's just that I always, I always knew I wanted to be in general brokerage. Mm -hmm. I thought the new construction would be great to, of course, learn how you know more about the ins and outs of houses, how they're built. You know things to look for. Uh, it's a great way to just have clients come to you, so you can maybe uh, you know get that income coming in, and then if you, you know want to make that transition to general brokerage, um, might have more of a bankroll to do so. And, you know it seemed like a good uh, strategy, but I just you know sitting every day in that model home, I just you know was on looking online and mm -hmm. all the other homes out there in the area, and I want to be on the go and out and about. So I got you. So yep. uh, maybe you like the idea of being out. I like, yeah, more, just not more, just just in that one place. I like right, just right, being right. all all over the place. So, did you find you were sitting there often twiddling your thumbs, waiting for someone to walk through the door? To some or extent, you stay pretty yeah. Busy? I work kind of as a uh, you know, kind of like an associate. So we had like your principal uh, agents, um, and then I kind of would tee off you know the mm -hmm. deals and show people properties and or the new homes and take them through the models and such, um, which was you know a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. But uh, I just wanted to be in different places, different houses, yeah. different parts of the area. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So you realized fairly quickly, it sounds like that the new construction on-site agent wasn't really the spot At that for time, you. for sure. Yeah. So uh, how did you, so then you transitioned to Keller Williams. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that transition. Um, was it pretty smooth? Did you, 
uh, have clients already at that point? No, and, you no. Well, I, you know, I kind of. Uh, so I had, I had bought a townhouse uh, earlier that year uh, when I first started, and um, so my buyer agent was with Keller Williams, who I liked a lot, and he was growing his business, and and he was on a team, but then it was soon to start his own team. So my idea was, you know, go to Keller Williams, be a part of his, you know, building his team. Mm-hmm. But right when I came uh, to Keller Williams, it wasn't he wasn't quite. To the point where he could add an agent yet he had an assistant gotcha. but wasn't quite quite at that point gotcha. uh so i came in as a solo agent um and i just worked for myself and so that was that was tough now keller williams is great and they provide a lot of training um and tools but um you know it was just it was all just me and so uh i hit the, I hit the ground running i got a client uh from a friend immediately mm-hmm. um which was great and then after that you know um i uh just kind of I had to still work part time in the in the service industry, and it just was it was tough to do without. You get really it's real estate is something you have to do full time. Yeah. You can't just you know part time. You're not going to build a business, but so much. No, so right, you have to be, you have to be just thinking it all the time, doing it all the time. I think so most I of the people who do it part time, they are you know working with mostly friends and family. They'll do a deal here, a deal there, um, but they're you know it's not their primary source of income necessarily. Right. It's more like. Uh, Hey, it's great. We've got a, a deal. I can go make a quick five thousand dollars because my friend's buying a house. This is great, uh, but not really. Like you said, build. You're not building a business at that point. You just have a, a side hustle, so to speak. So right. if you really want to build a business, yeah, you're right. I mean, it just takes full time. I mean, there's hundreds, of thousands of agents just in this area alone, all chasing after the same fruit. So if you're you know, on the sidelines, most of the time, it's going to be really tough to compete with someone who's doing it full time. Right. You know, like in, 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 as much as, you know, the Color Ones was offering awesome training, I couldn't really afford to take off to, to do the training because I was still mm-hmm. having to work to, you know, whatever. And I, but I had such a great first transaction. It went really well for her, um, my, my buyer client, and I uh, just really enjoyed it. I knew that I needed to be doing that all yeah, the time and figure cool. out a way to do it. So tell me a little bit about the, the training at Keller. I mean, was that um, training is in like how to execute a transaction or was it training in how to grow a business or uh, they have a lot of, so, you know, a lot of people join teams. So there's that mentorship there. You're getting leads. Um, obviously there's a larger split, but I mean, if you're getting enough leads and you're converting them and learning how to talk to people and convert leads and then, um, you know, eventually the, you know, the money comes and you maybe start your own team. Um, and of course they have, um, different levels of when you're first starting off, uh, you take this course and then, you know, as you grow and build, take the next course that type of thing cool um which is great but the thing is i wasn't having the time to do all those awesome courses so it was right. like well it wasn't really you know benefiting me um so um but yeah so then i realized i just need to be doing it full time so i need to figure out how to do that and so at that point did you is that when you left keller to go to the other I hadn't place left, i hadn't like- left keller yet and then um i was uh i went online i found uh this gentleman uh who also did property management and the, mm-hmm. the ad says something the effect of like uh Converting tenant leads into buyers, some of that effect. So gotcha. we met up for lunch in uh, Morrisville, ended up being a legit opportunity. So I was able to, uh, so I was showing properties for lease mm-hmm. while I was building my, you know, um, sales business. Gotcha. So, uh, which is great. And I was able to negotiate and get like a, a flat rate to leave my my job mm-hmm. while I built my um, commission-based business. Within a few months, I was on straight commission. Been oh, on straight great. commission ever since. That's great. Wonderful. Um so, and that's how, I think, how we got to here, right? So that's where so we're right at. Here. That's where, that's uh, day, you know, four years. What is that? Uh, 1500. So that was a little over three years ago. Yep. All right, great. So, so that's a little bit about Brett. I think that's important to kind of know, you know, the path that you've gotten to so far. Um, so one follow-up question to, you know, to that is, um, 
like talk a little bit about your ambition. Like where is it that you want to be in your business? Like what is your end goal? Um, obviously, I just want to keep I want to keep scaling. Uh, I want to do more of my own investing. Obviously, need capital to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I just really enjoy helping people. And I like and I've gotten to where I you know, like mentoring younger agents. And um, it's just I feel like I can build a nice team mm -hmm. and just just scale up and just do what I'm doing, but on a much larger scale. Cool. And obviously, um, you know, marketing and business development and sales is going to be a really important part of that, um, as all of our other guests have uh, attested to. And I'm sure you can throughout your career. Um, buyers and sellers don't walk around with labels on their back and you walk <laughs> up and say, hey, come buy with me. Um, but everyone that's walked around, either they're buying or selling or know someone who is pretty much is what I've come to realize. And it, But it's hard. It's hard. It's competitive. Uh, right. We we uh, we we shared a story last week and uh, I was telling the audience that um, we were at a pool party over the summertime and uh, there were. 10 people in the pool and four of them were real estate agents. <laughs> so there was one person in the pool that was thinking about buying a house and, and it was like, Oh yeah. Pick, 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 pick. So you know? like, and so, and it, unfortunately it, it, that's the nature of the business we work, uh, we work in the model, um, was set up intentionally to be that way. So if you think about the way that Keller Williams or, um, or some of the other bigger firms around town, have structured themselves. It is specifically to have uh, lots and lots of agents out there in the world so that when a buyer or seller is buying or selling a house, one of their agents at their firm uh, happens to know them and will get that deal. If you think about it, um, when's the last time you heard an agency saying, we're not hiring, we don't want new agents. It's very unusual. <laughs> right. um, they, they, they work off of volume. They, the more agents we have, the more likely one of our agents is to know somebody the more likely it is that um, we're they're going to yeah. become a client of ours, and more likely that we're going to make money. So the agents, that's how they've modeled themselves. Um, there's a low barrier of entry for real estate agents. You take a class. How long was the class that you took? You know, 75 hour pre-licensing. So 75 hour pre-licensing. So within a couple of months, typically mm -hmm. you can um, go from zero to having your uh, license and being a real estate agent and getting paid to help people buy and sell houses. Um, so with that being said, these agencies will often hire as many people as they can get under that idea. Again, if they saturate the market with agents, um, when it's time for someone to buy or sell a house, one of their agents is likely going to be in a good position. Sure. To do you that. Know, and, and like, you know, and, and the process of real estate um, and becoming a real estate agent is very much a weeding out process, starting with the class. Classes as difficult as any class I took in college as far as the testing and all that. And then, you know, you get to your license, you get through all that. Then you got to, you know, join a firm or brokerage. Mm -hmm. And of those people, you know, not everyone's going to end up doing it full time or right. take it all the way. And so, you know, Keller Williams is a great company and they put, you know, good systems in place and the training because they know that with those, that, you know, give them the tools and then see who succeeds, yeah. you know, basically. And, um, and some people, you know, do, and some people do great. And some people just kind of decide it's not for them or, or maybe do a little bit here, a little bit there. So, yeah. You know, cool. So you cover your, you know, they're covering their bases, yep. I guess. Um, so, all right, we covered a, a good amount about about you and your, you know, kind of where you're wanting to go with the business. So let's now start the process of, all right, it's it's day one of building Brett, like we talked about <laughs> earlier. This is day one, and um, we want to start to build your brand. We want to start to build up your audience, build up your sphere of influence, um, build up Brett, so that people know about you, who you are, what you do 
how you can help them, what value you can offer them. Um, Cause at the end of the day, that's going to be what connects somebody to you. Um, just, you know, people are always gravitated towards someone they're able to get value from and, or have a connection with. Right. And so it's really important that we do that. Um, so I know I'm cheating a little bit cause Brett and I did have a chance to talk about this a little bit last week. So I'm going to kind of dig a little bit deeper on that. Cause I kind of, I think I know your answer before I ask the question. Okay. Um, but I think the, the first place we need to start and we do this with everybody, anytime you're building a business, any business, um, but in specific to what we're doing here with the real estate is, um, you know, you got to know who you are, uh, what value you have, and then how you're going to connect that to the end consumer. Um, just as you would at any product that was going to be positioned. And, and for you, your product is your time uh, of, of how you're going to represent somebody when they're buying and selling a house. You're not the actual product. The, uh, the house technically is the product. People buy or sell the house. Mm-hmm. But before they get to there, they need to buy or sell you first, right? They need to buy that you're the guy who's going to represent them. Sure. So ultimately, your time is your product. Right. So um, in, in the process of building you up and and getting your message out there to be heard um we need to find a focal point of something that is going to offer value to the client so i know last week when we talked and i asked you like what were you passionate about or what was your idea to um either do a podcast like we're doing now or some videos or things like that and you sort of gave me a pretty quick answer on that so um why don't you kind of share with the audience exactly what it is yeah sure your idea was so you know very one reason I love doing what I do is I love, you know, I grew up in this area. I love Raleigh and the Triangle. And I think it has a lot to offer. And, of course, we have a lot of transplants coming here all the time. And people looking into the area, people knowing they're going to move to the area, of course, want to know what's going on. Even people that live in the area need to know. They want to know it's, it's constantly in transition and growth. So talking to the people who are the movers and the shakers, the business owners, whether it be the coffee shop owners, the brewery, brewers, uh, the commercial developers, um, you know, chefs who have restaurants, you know. Um, I mean, I just think uh, – so doing a little podcast, we just talk to them about, you know, what it is they're doing in the area, you know, their story and kind of uh, just keep adding value to the area because, you know. Yeah. And, and so this is a great one. Um, there are a lot of different directions you can go there. Um, you know, we've got a, a landing page right now that's centered on downsizing. So at some point I'll have an agent who really, really digs in and wants to help people who are downsizing from a larger house to a smaller house. They've hit a different stage in life and for whatever you know, their particular reason is they're going to be downsizing and, and that would be one vertical. A new home buyer could be another, uh, another mm-hmm. topic that somebody could build around new construction. So there's all sorts of, um, opportunities to build yes. your brand around something specific. And, um, I think it's wonderful. You've gravitated towards one that is going to be a popular one, which is, um, building up information about a specific area and what is happening in that area. Sure. So, I mean, the idea is pretty straightforward, right? You're going to go around, like you said, talk to business owners, restaurants, what's happening in this area, in this neighborhood, so that somebody who's in New York or California who's interested in moving to uh, the Raleigh area will then have some cool information. They'll start to learn the area. They follow Brett. They're going to know, like, all right, what's the coolest new restaurant to go to? And, And maybe they connect with... Uh, a certain dish that a chef is making, or, you know, maybe they're uh, moving from somewhere and there's a franchise here that they didn't know was here. And they're like, Oh shoot, well, that's the pizza joint that I go to in New York. And now they got an off uh, yeah, branch exactly. in, in Raleigh. Like, yeah, okay. I feel good about that. Like, Oh yeah, cool. Um, so, you know, focusing on the area can definitely be a great 
uh, way to build up, you know, your brand and help connect you with the audience. So um, I wanted to start with that because that really is the focus then that we can start to build up sort of the rest of uh, the rest of the content that we're going to make around um, Brett and what what you're going to do to help people um, get to know Raleigh. So mm -hmm. I think it's a great start. Um, and honestly, you're you're going to jump on one of the biggest and best um, positions in, you know, if you picked Apex or uh, Wake Forest, great. Somebody will do it. It'll be a smaller uh Ge geography sure. so you know you got raleigh so you just you snagged the big city so congratulations <laughs> on that i'll spend hey, we'll specify on a particular piece <laughs> yeah, exactly, part of raleigh about exactly. that um so from that uh you know we talked about the podcast and obviously we're doing video on our podcast so we'll also incorporate video for you um so you know the first step in this process is going to be building a schedule of you um picking the places and the, and the people to go interview and talk to so that you can start to um, learn. So let's just say you want to start first with a restaurant. You might pick your favorite restaurant or a new restaurant that just opened. Um, that'll be entirely up to you. Um, you'll need to reach out to that restaurant owner and say, hey, how'd you like to get some free publicity for your new restaurant that's just opened? My guess is that'll be fairly well received. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you're going to let them know that you're going to show up with a video crew and um, and you're going to ask them some questions about the business, just like I'm asking you questions now. And uh, we'll start to build some content off of that. So um, our strategy is, and the same strategy we're doing with this podcast um, and the video now is, uh, we may film this podcast today for 30 to 45 minutes. I think last week we went for over 50 minutes. We had a lot to say. Ooh. We went for a while. Yeah, yeah. She, she was a talkative one. And, um, and then we... we Find the nuggets, you know, the best 30 seconds, the best two minutes, the best four minutes, the best six minutes. And then we will edit that down or post-produce that into smaller chunks. And instead of having one long piece of content, which we also have, um, we'll have 10 or 12 or 15 different micro pieces of content around that long form piece of content. Mm. And so that is um, strategy number one and building Brett. And so with any of our agents, that's going to be the tactic that, that we're taking. Um, what it's going to do is it's going to um, allow us to do a couple things, actually. Uh, your personal Facebook page, do you have a business Facebook page now? Uh, our company does. I don't have a personal business Facebook page. So we'll need to get you a personal business Facebook page. Um, a lot of our audience, a lot of our agents um, have gotten that far to where they've set up um, either they're using their personal page, which you can do, um, or better if you set up a business page through your personal profile and, um, and then post in that, uh, space. Right. So you'll start to push your friends to, Hey, follow me. I got this. You want to try to build up a little bit of an organic following. Um, and then all of that content that we produce will, will be blasted there. Do you have a LinkedIn page? Um, I do. That still exists. I, I'm, I don't use it anymore. Well, you're about to. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so LinkedIn is another platform that we can use. Um, if we get some really good content, uh, TikTok will be another one. We find yeah. shorter videos and, and, uh, we'll get our videographer to throw some bunny ears on, on everybody and, or, or maybe you'll dance with the restaurant toner. When, Absolutely. And that'll be cool too. Um, I know you're a theater guy, so you can bust out some singing or some dance moves. Uh, I'm sure the audience will dig that. Um, but 
the reason I bring that up is um, each platform has a different context around it. So on LinkedIn, I'm probably not going to have you in bunny ears and dancing. The sweater look that you got going right now and a nice professional look is going to play better on a more business uh, driven format like LinkedIn, where on TikTok, it's it's different. Like, right. You don't want to be, you know, stiff. You want to be dancing and have some music going on and put like the bunny ears on and the, <laughs> and the clown nose, whatever you're going to do. So um, each platform has its own sort of context and then formatting whatever it is that we're um, talking about around that context is going to be really important. But the, the main thing is uh, just if you can think about the idea of you'll go out for, let's say it takes you an hour to go and meet this restaurant owner and film this podcast about this restaurant maybe highlight some other dishes, you know, whatever it is that mm -hmm. you're going to talk about in that time. And then we can break that into smaller chunks. And then for the next seven days, all of those things are going to be released through your uh, social media platform so that we can start to build up an audience. Cause that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah. And, and it's super important that we're doing, you know, something of value to the audience. You know, nobody wants to hear you self promote, <laughs> you know, Hey, I can find you a house. I'm really cool. Like find me a house. No, you're bringing value. You're saying, hey, I'm a real estate agent, but I'm active in the Raleigh community. And here's what, I, here's, check out this new restaurant. I loved it. It was amazing. This restaurant owner is fantastic. Um, it doesn't always have to be a restaurant. Obviously, we're talking about that, but it could be, you know, a daycare facility. It could be a school. It could be uh, whatever it is that you want to talk about. The creative, um, you know, outlet is, is sort of yours to sort mm -hmm. of guide um, how you want to, how you want to push that. I'm here, obviously, to, help bounce ideas off of and sort of make sure you stay in the zone so that um, we have some consistency. Cause you know, what we don't want to do is build up. Brett is the best Raleigh agent and knows all about the restaurants here and there. And, and then, uh, and then you go to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee and do a restaurant that, well, that's not really consistent with what we're trying to do. We're trying to build up that, you know, Raleigh. And then if someone's watching you, cause they're thinking about moving to Raleigh, like you're the guy, not if you're going to Chattanooga. So, um, so that's really important that we, we do stay in our lane as we're building up this content. Um, so that's phase number one. Mm -hmm. Um, now, as you can imagine, as we're building this content, much like this show is now the first show that we filmed, um, we didn't have a whole lot of people watching. As a matter of fact, we probably still don't have a whole lot of people watching, <laughs> but that's okay. This is all part of the process and we're actually executing this process on behalf of us while we're executing this process up on behalf of you as well. So uh, we're, this is our fourth episode and our strategy right now, and, and, and we're executing that, which is taking the long form, making short form pieces of it. And uh, what I've done now is I now have, well, at the end of this show, we'll have four episodes worth of content, which we've now broken into 12 pieces roughly of each show. Now I'll have 48 pieces of content. And we're about, not well, we have our YouTube channel set up so someone could go see it. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to start blasting it through the social media channels that we've got created already. And this is really important. And this is where, um, you know, the big differentiator is, uh, we're not just going to rely on people to come find us. We're also going to run paid media against it. So I'm a, I might take a 60 second, um, clip that I think is super valuable. And I'm going to start running a branding campaign through Facebook and or LinkedIn and or TikTok and promote that content to drive eyeballs to it. Mm -hmm. And that's the differentiator. You drive eyeballs to it, 
all of a sudden you start to get some more likes or people following you, your organic grows, people start sharing it, people find value in it, they send it to a friend, and that's how you start to really build the attention. So whereas most people that are doing this type of stuff, and there are a lot of agents posting in their social media pages, two mistakes they're often making are number one, they're not providing value because it's not value to me that you sold another house. I don't care that you sold another house, great for you. Um, tell me something that's gonna help me, right? You sharing about a new restaurant that opened in Raleigh, if I'm in New York and I'm thinking about moving here and it happens to be a restaurant that I'm interested in, wow, that really helped me get to know the area a little bit, right? You see mm -hmm. the difference? Versus you promoting, oh, I just sold another house or, oh, I have another listing. Um, that's just self-promotion. You're actually giving something of value. You're not necessarily promoting yourself. You just, you know, you're you're saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm Brett. I can help you with a house, but here's what <laughs> I'm doing, you know, in the area to help bring some value to the yep. end user. So um, we're executing that same strategy on our end and then amplifying it through the paid media um, to sort of continue to build up our audience and try to get, uh, followers. Cause at the end of the day, if nobody knows that you're a real estate agent, you're going to have zero business. Yes. They don't know about you. Mm -hmm. Um, so we got to make sure that, that people know about, about Brett. And so we're going to do that both or organically through our social media channels, and we're going to do paid ampl amplification through the, um, through the, uh, platforms that Facebook and, uh, YouTube and, TikTok and LinkedIn offer for paid amplification. And that's really going to drive the business. So if I'm going to talk, and I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but if I'm going to drive a point home, it is to the agents who have been trying online or social media advertising or excuse me, marketing, they just put stuff on their page and they expect everyone to just care and follow them all of a sudden. And it doesn't happen. They get frustrated and they quit. Um, and I see that a lot. If you go look at a lot of, um, agent blog posts, for example, they started blogging in 2018. They blogged, you know, seven weeks in a row and then they realized no one's paying attention and they're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> and so they quit and they go, well, blogging doesn't work. Well, it's not necessarily that it's just a, you didn't give enough time. B your blog might not have been very good. You might need to improve what you're talking about mm -hmm. and C nobody may have known about it. You didn't, you didn't run any amplification so that people could find out about it. So um, the strategy works. It works a hundred percent. The variables are the creative. In other words, what you're saying of value that people are going to care about and, um, and then how, how you can promote it in, in the platforms that we're going to be using. So, um, so that's sort of the start. Um, I think we have a great start. I think you going out there and talking about, um, uh, what's going on in Raleigh is going to be super valuable to, People, I think it'd be valuable to people in Raleigh, let alone oh, the people yeah, of outside of yeah, Raleigh. Yeah. There's so much to explore here that people don't even restaurants and events and you know obviously things look different right now. But you know I'm always finding about about things that I didn't know was were going on, and I'll find out about it after the fact. I'm like, really, that would have been great. <laughs> great you know, to know. It would have been great to know. So uh, a quick question though, um, let me ask you about this. Obviously, everything's a little bit different in a COVID world. Um, what is your uh, what is your take on that? Like, what have you I know you're in Raleigh. And you, mm -hmm. uh, where, do you live downtown? Where? Uh, kind of like East Raleigh, just just outside the Belt Line between uh, between the Belt Line and Nightdale. Okay, so you're not too far from downtown mm -hmm. over there. Um, but like, what's your pulse? I guess um, right now on the city as we're um, 
moving well, into 2021 and everything that's happened this year, which has been pretty Well, you know, everyone knows how crazy the triangle market is overall. It consistently ranks in the top with like Austin and Denver and all those places. Um, but I, I mean, personally, I, I've seen, it, it seems to me that we are getting a little bit of an influx probably from elsewhere because of this. People who are considering moving who have put it off and then this happened, they're like, well, now I'm leaving New York or, mm -hmm. you know, California or whatever. Uh, do you know, if I got to pay this kind of exorbitant rent, you know, and I can't work, then, you know, it's going to be any good. And I don't even mean in terms of like yeah. the oh. real estate market. I know, uh, oh, I'm oh. in touch with that a little bit, but like what's sure. your pulse on uh, people's behavior or activity? Like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, it's definitely been interesting. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm still out and about, so I still see you know, plenty of the, the traffic's not quite as bad, but, you know, yeah, there's still a lot going that. on. People are still out and about and, um, you know, and, and it looks like our, I think we're faring a lot better. I think maybe some other places mm -hmm. in the country, but, you know, it's hard to say. So when you go out to restaurants, you're still seeing, you know, people there and. Yeah, you know, you go out, you go out safely and do it, but people are still out and about. And, um, and I think, um, um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to do do okay. I think Raleigh's going to be all right. Well, that's good. I mean, obviously, everybody's rooting for this um, vaccine. Mm -hmm. I know they're rumored to and be making some progress Then I think, especially once, that. yeah, once we get to that point, I think you'll see even uh, it'll be just like a brand new like resurgence. You know, better than yeah, I mean, better than be it ever was. So. That'd be great. We're um, it's sort of an interesting thing because you know I own a flooring business also, and we're seeing um, we're really busy. We're seeing a lot of people that um, are spending money on home improvement projects. Oh, yeah, a lot and, of that. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm almost wondering. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we're not just spiking because everyone's home and then it's going to just dry up because, you know, when the when everybody can go back outside, they don't want to spend money on their house anymore. I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, but it's sort of interesting to see um, and keep an you know, uh, ear to the ground on um, consumer behavior during this time and how it's affecting um, real estate and, and home improvement. You know, yeah, I've seen well. a huge uptick in the latter, and you know, I know that getting vendors for certain things is just getting is getting tough. Is it tough? Yeah. Well, so tell me a little bit about your. Well, uh, you know, like we you know we work in you know property management as well, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we're up to like two hundred properties now, and you know, um, just getting you know handymen and or people you know to uh, to come out and do basic punch list items, especially things like that, is you know gets kind of tough. Have you noticed price changes at all? Um. Not, not especially. Um, it's just I think it's just people get are getting so busy. busy. Um, yeah, general contractors and HVAC and plumbers and you know there's still plenty that can come out to you. But I think it's been great for um, all the trades, especially. I think this is. I mean, they've been really busy from what I can tell. Cool. Um, all right. Great. Well. Uh, yeah. This again, I think, is going to turn into a series of, and I'm really excited about that. You know, we kind of came up with this concept this morning <laughs> as we we're getting in here to go through this, but I just felt like. Um, that's going to be a better fit for what we're doing. So my plan is going to be uh, about once a month or every other month or so, we'll check back in with Brett and um, really want to show the audience, like when we're doing things the correct way, you know, this is what can happen. And so um, as, as we mentioned, Brett's going to be starting his own podcast and it's going to be centered around exploring Raleigh. So he'll be lining up some guests. So in about 30 days, um, you know, we may even, you know, sit back down again and go through, you know, sort of how it went um, and just do sort of an evaluation of, all right, how much progress can we make in 30 days? And then we'll do this, you know, maybe once a month so uh, other people can see, hey, this is this is the work that it takes because it does take work. It's going to take some of your time. Um, but the value that you receive from the time that you're going to invest in that um, is going to help your business grow exponentially. So, Absolutely. Um, 
you know, I'm really excited about, you know, turning this into a series, having Brett back again in 30 days, see what progress we made. And then we'll continue to check um, back with him throughout the year. And I bet you in 12 months, when we look back at this, um, we're, we're seeing Brett and he's, um, you know, wearing like a suit and he's driving a Ferrari or something. And he's yep. like, yeah, you can say you knew he's me big time in us. You can and say he like went and vice versa. versa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that's the hope. Um, that's the goal. I think we have the ingredients to make that happen. And uh, I'm really excited to see it all come to fruition. And I hope, I uh, hope the audience gets a lot of value out of it. So um, that's it for today's show. Uh, Brett, thanks so much for coming in. We're really psyched to get uh, working with you and, uh, and keep checking back in. So thanks again, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, David. <laughs>